the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening, this is the Prime Evening News for today, Monday, 12 September 2022, and I am your presenter, Jade George. In the headlines, economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine says the inability and failure of the DLP government to expand the economy is one of the reasons foreign banks find it difficult to remain in Dominica and are abandoning the country. And Jamaica Prime Minister Andrew Holness warns school administrators that charging exorbitant admissions fees and excluding vulnerable and promising students this new school year will not be tolerated. And Ukraine starts a sovereign counter-offensiveness, targeting Russian supply lines, ammunition depots, logistical hubs, command and control posts using Western-supplied long-range missiles systems to retake regions. The news is brought to you compliments Discover Dominica Authority. The details of these coming up next. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when Reunite it happens. from October 20th to 30th, 2022. Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Crayon Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival. Dominica's World Crayon Music Festival. Celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine says the inability and failure of the DLP government to expand the economy is one of the reasons foreign banks are finding it difficult to remain in Dominica and are ab- abandoning the country. Dr. Fountain says when he compared the income of educators today to the teachers' income over 30 years ago, he found that their wages had only increased by a few hundred dollars. He emphasized that Dominicans should be very worried about the fact that the economy is not expanding. My other concern about the actions of the government of Dominica is that by failing to grow the economy, by failing to provide jobs, by failing to provide incomes, I mean the the average income of the government worker cut by almost half because of inflation. There have been very few wage increases. I made a comparison. I was a, a teacher in Dominica in 1993, and my salary at the time, when I compared it to a salary that a teacher is receiving today, just a difference of a couple hundred dollars over more than 30 years. He underlined that the way in which banks work is by accepting deposits and on lending. However, with the economy declining and the people in Dominica having very low incomes or earnings, there is no prospect that they can go to the bank and undertake loans. Dr. Fountain contends that these are just a few of the reasons why foreign banks find it difficult to remain in Dominica, so they are leaving as there is insufficient financial benefit for them. They have to have the capability or the ability to repay you. But if a public servant, the private sector has shrunk, and we have cataloged over 4,000 businesses over the past 20 years that has left Dominica, 
is a thousands and thousands of jobs that have been that have been lost as a result. So the private sector is shrunk. Those who are working for government have not seen any salary increases. So in truth and in fact, people in Dominica have very low real incomes. So it's very difficult to go face a bank after paying rent, meeting their monthly expenses to have enough to pay a mortgage or enough to pay a personal loan. These banks are finding it increasingly difficult to operate because of the fact that they are no longer profitable. And that's why they're living. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine. National Hurricane Center forecasters are monitoring two tropical waves that emerge off Western Africa on Monday. The tropical wave farthest of the coast is generally headed west-northwest across the Atlantic and is expected to reach the Windward Islands near the southern eastern Caribbean Sea by this weekend. Experts have given both waves a 20% chance of developing over the next five days. Hurricane Earl, the first Category 2 hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic season, dissipated earlier Sunday. Earl and Hurricane Daniel, which formed last week and has since dissipated, were the first named storms to form in the Atlantic since early July. Forecasters say dry air, Saharan dust, and wind shear have been among the reasons there have not been been many more storms this year. Following the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, reparations demands are increasing throughout the Caribbean nations, exerting demand on the British monarchy to participate in the repertory justice process and apologize for their role in the slave trade. Dr. Dale Dankelben says what amazes him most is how forgiving and forgetting black people are, primarily due to religious indoctrination. The Queen's reign drew criticism due to Britain's role in the disintegration of black families. Slavery served as the foundation upon which the Bank of England and other multi-trillion dollar businesses were established and yet we continue to praise them and fight amongst ourselves in the dirt. Despite what they have done to the Caribbean, countries like India and continue to do in Africa. It's unfortunate. The Queen, she lived a full life and she just continued what these monarchy has done through centuries. There was no change. What they did to the Caribbean, to India, what they continue to do in Africa. The Bank of England was built on the back of slavery. Many of these companies that still exist today were built on the back of black slaves. And when we call for reparations, people are so quick to say, oh, that was so long ago. And I see people sort of celebrating the monarchy. But we forgive and we forget and we're still down where we are, where they wanted us to be in the mud, fighting each other. But we, we have to understand what's going on and the role that Britain played in the destruction of black families. Dr. Dangleman highlighted that two-thirds of the wealth generated by the slave trade was traded around the world came from the Caribbean. They committed crimes against black people, crimes against humanity, but we want to forgive them about forgive them and pretend that it was in the past, although systematic racism still affects us now. Look at what Britain did to the Caribbean and the Windrush. Look at how, how they used the Caribbean for their labor and their wars. And now, how they, they ill-treated the same people. We cannot live in ignorance. 
And we cannot say, well, the past is the past, because guess what? What happened in the past continues to happen today. We're still marginalized. We're still not wanted in such sections. This thing they call integration is not really integration. It's, it's a well-designed segregation. The, the queen, may she rest in peace, but all the gold and, 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 and the things that they've stolen from Africa, what they ripped up from the Caribbean, the Caribbean was responsible for, I, I wanna say two thirds of the wealth circulating in the world from slavery. Finally, he stressed the need for black people to quit praising those who have mistreated and vilified them. Reparations, reparations for the Caribbean, reparations for Dominica. We have to stop honoring these people that have victimized and vilified us. We always talk about Winston Churchill and those. Winston Churchill was a racist who hated black people. Come on, man. It's 2022 and we're still in the gutter. Sometimes it's our minds that's keeping us there because we celebrate these things. I said it. What, what do I have to lose? We got to speak the truth. Stop celebrating these things. Dr. Dale Dangabin. Dominica's Independent Regulatory Commission, the IRC, recently hosted a webinar on the topic Understanding Electricity Rates. Just in case, the Executive Director offered a concise rundown of how the Commission functions, Act 10 of 2006, which allows for the establishing and approval of power supply prices, he said, established the IRC. Though the Act provides general guidelines, the IRC subsequently developed and adopted a decision of the Tariq regime for Domlek. This involves Dominic and the IRC agreeing on the need for electricity rate or tariff review. Tariff review schedule is then developed and agreed upon and followed. Dominic then produces relevant accounting and other management-related information necessary for working out the critical parameters for input into calculations for determination of the electricity tariffs. Consultations with stakeholders and the public are also held and negotiations then follow between Dominic and the IRC in arriving at the optimal tariff. When agreement is reached, the proposed new tariff is approved and then announced Meantime, the determination of the revenue requirements, according to financial analyst Mrs. Connie J Joseph Louis, is a crucial component of the tariff exercise. In simple terms, the revenue requirement is the revenue that Domlet or the utility company needs in order to generate and supply ele electricity to customers and at the same time able to obtain a profit. In determining the revenue requirements, there, of course, is the, the calculation of the average tariff. Financial analyst Mrs. Corney Joseph-Louis. On Sunday, September 11, 2022, the Dominica Football Association, DFA, hosted the President's Cup Championship. When the game ended, St. Joseph had defeated Itasi United 2-0. Ricky Wayland and Linton Marshall scored for St. Joseph. In the second match, Central Cooperative Credit Union Dubla edged out LA Stars 5-4 in a high-scoring affair at the Stock Farm Complex. McCorney Royer registered a hat-trick for Dubla, with Travis Joseph getting one, while the other goal came from an own goal. Rick Blaise, Shem Abraham, and Ridge Blaise scored for the LA Stars.
Still in local news, the city of Roseau has a lot that needs to be done, and the only way true progress can be seen is by removing the present leadership from office. UWP candidate for Roseau Central, Gunnery Coffee, speaking with Q95 earlier today, sought to highlight a number of immediate concerns of the citizenry that has been placed behind on the list of priority of the present administration. These include proper drainage, removal of possible hazardous and health-threatening landmarks, soil and plant preservation, to name a few. Mr. Coffey opines that a new focus needs to be materialized, but that can only be done so with new minds and new leadership. I've told you before, I've done, I've done the, 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 the assessment of Roseau. I came up with a hundred and something empty lots. About 50% of that comprise of old houses. These houses are ma mainly wooden houses. Should a fire break out, that's a hazard. And that's a danger to people. Why can't we look at breaking down those things, getting in contact with the owners, and make these areas vending cubicles for people so that we can move the people out from the street? I've said already before, and I've said, I'll say it again, that Rojo has a lot of dormant streets. Why can't we use some of those lanes for emergency lanes so that when you have all that traffic jam in Rojo and a fire breaks out in Rojo, the ambulance would have been stationed or the fire truck would have been stationed in an area which can get them to access the area even more easily. We have a lot of work we have to do. But you see, you have a parent that does go, read what is, is being established already, come and say off and on. People think it's a new idea, it's not a new idea. I can get to the page number where all that is written. That doesn't make much sense right now. The concentration now is to get Roseau, a, a, a city that, that is well augmented, that people can enjoy. People, and even the front, the Bayfront, Roseau needs representation. Roseau needs real development. And we can only get real development when this rogue government, when these guys who are actually doing things for themselves, they are the biggest beneficiaries of everything that they do. Whether it's government policy, it directs right back to them. They are the beneficiaries. We need a government that is responsible and will take care of the people of Dominica and everyone. That was UWP candidate for Roseau Central, Glenroy Coffee. The government of Dominica, in collaboration with the Dominica Solid Waste Management Cooperation, made a donation of bins to residents of the Kalinago territory in an effort to encourage composting and garbage reduction in that area. The pilot project is dubbed Kalinago Territory Zero Waste Community Project. Since people perceive there is no consequence for their actions and when they throw items anyhow and anywhere, this has created the I don't care attitude. The act of pedestrians getting rid of chewing gum wrappers and the other waste on the roads and streets or motorists throwing garbage from their vehicles clearly reveals this kind of attitude. The majority of people believe there are others who will pick it up or clean it up. Many passengers, pedestrians and people living in urban areas have blamed rampant littering on the lack of public trash cans. Some places have them, but they are not enough. While some of the existing ones are sometimes poorly managed, which leads to overloading of the containers, besides, animal scavengers and blowing wind can dislodge the items and scatter them around. This study is one such initiative to begin a holistic process of, of looking at um, management, solid waste management on land, um, looking at the whatever inefficiencies that are existing within the system. And so one of the, the recommendations were to look at a composting facility um, to actually streamline this waste into 
um, some beneficial soil um, soil development um, product. We thought that if that particular issue could, could be addressed in terms of um, bringing the service closer to these people, then we can increase the, the total um, um, coverage of the service. And that that is made up of some part construction waste and, and especially heavy um, appliances, old fridges, um, stoves, washers and so forth. Um, these collect um, water and become breeding grounds of mosquitoes, homes for rodents and so forth. So it's an issue that really needs attention. What you do have in the Kalinago territory is a, a very strong community spirit that, you know, once you, you, you secure buy-in to a project like this, you're, you're going to get, you know, um, a maximum effort from the community. And, and, you know, in any pilot situation, you want that kind of, of synergies within the, the project areas. Dominica Remlet Consultant, Bernard Nation. According to Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt, the establishment of the Dominica-China Friendship Association comes at a time of significant global economic and social unrest, which is a strong argument in favor of establishing trust in relationships with diplomatic allies worldwide. In the context of a world marked by conflict and economic hardship and social unrest, he was speaking at the launch of the newly established Dominica-China Friendship Association yesterday evening. The launch of the Dominica-China Friendship Association comes at a time of great economic and social uncertainty worldwide, which makes a strong case for building dependable relationships with our diplomatic partners around the world. In our global environment, characterized by conflict, economic and social unrest, disease and climate crises, there's a need for even more effective engagement and exchanges among countries. Through communication, people-to-people -people connections, and bilateral engagement between governments, we can create new opportunities for our people to help them transcend the challenges of the times. As we have seen over the, from over 18 years of friendship, both our peoples stand to gain much from the collaboration between Dominica and China. He says the move to forge formal connections with China in 2004 was made for the benefits and welfare of the Dominican people in accordance with international law, which stipulates that there is only one China. When I took the bold decision to establish formal ties with China in 2004, I did so with the interest and well-being of the Dominican people as my foremost concern and the respect of international law that there is but one China. Years later, we have had ample evidence that this was a sound decision which has enhanced the lives of the Dominican people and contributed to our country's advancement in several development sectors. We have certainly seen China's hand in the advancement of Dominica's education sector and the development of our human resources. Even tonight, I see many of you here who have benefited from a competitive education in China and are now building solid careers and lives here in Dominica. At least seven of you who form part of the executive committee received your professional training in China. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt. In other news, Jamaica's Prime Minister Andrew Holness has declared that some school administrators are charging exorbitant fees for admission for this new school year, adding that this is having the effect of being exclusionary. He is adamant that these activities are threatening to shut out some of the most vulnerable and promising students that 
they will not be tolerated. There are some schools who are charging students, parents, exorbitant fees which are exclusionary. Every school in Jamaica, those that are government schools and those that are fundamental, forms part of the country's public education offering. And public education up to high school is tuition free. No student must be denied access to a classroom because they are unable to meet the other costs of the school. How can we punish a child who by virtue of their household income is unable to meet the school fee of the school in which the state places them? Meanwhile, Education Minister Favel Williams also declared that some of the charges being levied are burdensome. She said while some fees may just be may be justified, others appear to be questionable. The invoices that our schools send to our parents to access taxpayer-supported education system are burdensome. We understand that if there are goods or services that students have to buy. We get the fact that you may have to buy a pin, a tie, or other things. But what we don't get is a father who works as a security guard getting an invoice, just a handwritten invoice, for $67,000 without any explanation as to what that goes towards. And he was told that he must pay it by Monday. We cannot make the government-sponsored education so out of the reach of our children. Still in other news, Ukraine has announced the start of a southern counter-offensive after targeting Russian supply lines, ammunition depots, logistical hubs, and command and control posts. Ukraine has used Western-supplied long-range missile systems to damage key bridges across Dnieper River in recent weeks. Tonight, President Zelensky with a message to the Ukrainian people that they've had some success in their new counteroffensive outside the second largest city of Kharkiv. The Ukrainian army widening their counteroffensive, not just in the south, but in the east as well now, what we reported last night here while we were on the air. And after President Zelensky told us that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal, that he should be tried for atrocities in Ukraine, Putin now saying amid this new counteroffensive that Russia has, quote, not lost anything and will not lose anything. Tonight, Russia's vicious assault on Kharkiv in the northeast, relentless. But in the countryside outside the city, Ukraine pushing forward. A military official sharing footage he says shows abandoned Russian positions and equipment. Ukrainian forces showing us how they are able to pinpoint Russian positions using armed reconnaissance drones. In addition to this new counteroffensive, there remains grave concern about the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. These new images revealing more damage from shelling. And now officials from the UN's nuclear watchdog report the plant has lost a crucial backup power line. President Zelensky telling David Russia is now using the plant essentially as a nuclear weapon. You see, they occupied our nuclear station. Six blocks, the biggest in the Europe. It means six Chernobyls. It means the biggest danger in the Europe. So they occupied it. So that is, means that they used nuclear weapon. That is nuclear weapon. 
Facing mounting losses, Vladimir Putin today defiant, insisting we have not lost anything and we will not lose anything. David, President Zelensky tonight confirming Ukraine has recaptured several settlements from Russia, calling it good news. His forces now seem to have the initiative in this war. That was the Prime Evening News, but first, here's a recap of the headlines. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine says the inability and failure of the DLP government to expand the economy is one of the reasons foreign banks find it difficult to remain in Dominica and are abandoning the country. The Jamaica Prime Minister Andrew Holness warns school administrators that charging exorbitant admission fees and excluding vulnerable and promising students this new school year will not be tolerated. And Ukraine starts a southern counter-offensive targeting Russian supply lines, ammunition depots, logistical hubs, command and control posts using western-supplied long-range missile systems to take to retake regions. The news was brought to you, compliments Discover Dominica Authority, and I have been your presenter, Jade George. Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on cue.